Hello again, beautiful being, and welcome back to another Expand Podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. So let's get quantum today. Like, let's just dive right into it. I want to talk about some techniques that I've started to tap into, started to use. As always, take or leave anything that is explained in this episode. But ultimately, my intention for this episode is about helping you expand your mind, maybe blow your mind a little bit, and understand what is possible out there in the quantum energetic vibrational world. So let's just start off by making a statement that we do not just live in a physical reality. We also live in a vibrational one. And the majority of the dimensions out there in the universe are all vibrational. They're all energy. A lot of them anyway are more vibrational than they are physical. Some of them are physical and vibrational. This one that we're in right now is more physical than vibrational, but it's changing to be more balanced. The main thing that we're not taught in our education, in our society, in our culture is about energy or consciousness. Even traditional Catholic beliefs talk, yes, about the soul, but that we are representations of this man in the sky who created us, not that our soul chose to be here in this lifetime right now, that it was our choice, not that God put us here. So yeah, so a lot of the information has been skewed and kind of manipulated and twisted uh, for quite some time. So today what I want to talk about is the capabilities of our soul, of our consciousness, of our vibration as a human. Now, of course, psychic, empathic, clairvoyant abilities are all possible, but today I'm not going to be talking about those psychic abilities. I specifically want to talk about astral traveling, remote viewing, and the fact that our soul uh, ends up going places when we're not even aware of it. So let's just kind of begin there. Now, when I get asked this question, and I get asked it all the time, Elizabeth, how do I astral travel? How do I remote view like you can? <laughs> I kind of laugh, right? Because remote viewing and astral traveling is not the process of how we are doing it. It's the understanding and the belief of knowing that you are doing it all the time. So you're asking the wrong question when you're asking, how do we astral travel? Ultimately, you know how. The more that we try and think about doing it, the less we're able to do it. <laughs> which is actually kind of the case with a lot of quantum work and a lot of vibrational work. Now think about it this way. <laughs> Have you ever been so anxious that you started to think about your own breathing? And upon thinking about your own breathing, you started to freak out a little bit that you weren't breathing properly? And in a quick, irrational, you know, men's to start breathing properly, you start breathing more and more irregularly, you're trying to think about a process that is so natural to your body that the very fact of thinking about it pulls you away from the process itself 
That pretty much sums up astral traveling and remote viewing. Right there. It's really important that you know and understand that you are, what I like to call it is bilocating all the time. And bilocation, this is my definition of it, your soul or your consciousness or your astral body, let's call it your astral body because it's not your soul leaving your body, it's an aspect of you leaving your body. It's your astral body leaving your physical body and being in a different place at the same time that your body is in a different location as well. Uh, Another word for this within quantum physics is superposition. And we could also maybe relate that to entanglement theory, but I don't know too much about it to, to relate it. But this has definitely been talked about before, is being able to be in two different places at the same time. Now, what's incredible, what from my experience, is that our souls, our vibration, is powerful enough to do this. We are powerful enough to do this. Now, maybe a year ago, me and my dad, we took a trip around North America, and on that trip, we wanted to listen to a good audiobook. So my dad recommends Dolores Cannon, and for those of you who don't know, she is the original badass, you know, spiritual past life regression, you know, superstar. She's so well known, such a beautiful soul. And she really opened that door for past life normalcy. She didn't necessarily have powers or abilities, but she had a good uh, ability to question and ask the right questions to receive the right information. So she would basically put people into a trance-like state, like a past life regression, and speak to their subconscious mind. So basically speak to their soul. And I had heard a lot about Dolores Cannon, especially when I was doing past life regression. A lot of people would say, oh, so you're, you're, you know, the younger Dolores Cannon, right? And I am like, okay, cool. (laughs) Don't really know who she is, but I've always kind of respected her position and resonated with just her vibration, even, even not knowing what she's done. So for the first time ever in, I guess it was late 2020, yeah, late 2020, during this road trip, I listened, we listened to her audiobook. First time ever, I got exposed to her work. And I was mind blowing. Like, if you have not freaking listened to her audiobooks or read her books, please, please go do. I mean, go read my book too at the same time if you haven't, but I highly recommend without a doubt. Um, I think it's called Unconventional Universe or something. Uh, something like that. Anyway, so one of the things that really stood out to me about one of her sessions was she was talking to the subconscious mind of a of one of her clients and something along the lines of her asking, oh, so you're somewhere else right now? And the subconscious mind said, yes, I am. I'm many places at the same time as I'm acting as Betty here on the, you know, on the couch or whatever. And Dolores was like, oh, that's so interesting. Dolores said, well, what would happen if, you know, Betty brought all of the aspects of herself into her body in this moment? And the subconscious mind said, that energy is too much. It's too intense for Betty to handle as a human. So it would extinguish her life or however, you know, the subconscious mind put it. 
And, uh, and I thought that was really interesting. Basically stating that the human body is not strong enough, and hey, no surprise there, that we cannot handle all fractals, all aspects of ourself in the same body at the same time. It's pretty wild. So that right there is a really good indication that not only can we not be whole as a human, because our bodies just can't handle that frequency, but it implies that we are always fractaled, always. And I learned this a long time ago doing past life regression on others in understanding that, oh, so are you a past life self of this, you know, human in front of me? Or are you a future life self of this human in front of me? Which is funny because I don't think I, I've ever heard of Dolores going into future lifetimes, but honestly, I don't know all of her work and I wouldn't be surprised that she would be open enough to do that. She goes into, you know, fairy people and interdimensional. She actually stays mostly terrestrial, like mostly on planets. Whereas I usually, when I do kind of past life tapping in, it's usually off planet on a spaceship, usually connected to the GFL. Like, I feel like that's part of my big purpose here is to connect people to the Galactic Federation. Anyway, totally off, off track. But super, super interesting. So when I started doing the past life regression and I started getting the response of, no, I'm a simultaneous counterpart. I'm like, wait, what? Excuse me? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, currently living right now as a Lyran being in the seventh dimension while Larry, you know, lives as a human being in the third dimension on planet Earth. I'm like, what? <laughs> And now, I mean, I connect people all the time, or at least I used to, especially at the end of that phase, uh, connect them to their parallel selves is what I call it. So that's really fascinating. But let's kind of move it back to the remote viewing and the astral traveling. Once again, it's like breathing. It is not how to do these things. It is being aware of doing them. So what I've been kind of obsessed with recently is teleportation and bilocation. And I have this really strong, innate feeling that I'm able to do this. But I also know that whatever I can do, I'm here to show the rest of the world that they could do it too. Like it's like, it's mirrored exactly. Like my strength and perseverance and want and need to do things is simultaneously countered by the want, need, and desire to, you know, show other people that they can do them too. Like right after I experience it. I mean, that's why I'm a teacher is because I'm also a student always. So anyway, yeah. So I've been kind of obsessed with like teleporting physically. Like I really want to do it physically. I believe that it's possible without a doubt in my mind. I believe that it's possible. The belief is half the battle. It really is. So I have this, this is going to sound like I'm going to sound like a crazy person, but hey, you're here. So let's just be freaking divergent together. So I have a backpack. It's a small backpack and I call it my bilocation backpack. And I put things like a bottle of water, my wallet, uh, my passport. What else do I put? So, uh, sunscreen, sunglasses, uh, a mask, because, hey, that's just where we are in society right now a notebook and a pen. So I put them all in my bilocation backpack and I strap this backpack onto me and I meditate and I heighten my vibration and I picture a portal or a vortex that I want to go to. 
right now I'm just practicing this on my own land where it's safe, where if I teleport to the other end of the property, I can just walk home, right? That'd be pretty cool. Oh yeah. And then my phone too. I want to take my phone and some cash, but phone, because when I end up doing this, I want to be able to take proof. Like part of me is like really, really, really kind of obsessed with proving that this is possible, like really hard evidence proof. I don't know how a photo could prove that, but who knows? Hey, so I strap on my bilocation backpack. I sit down, I close my eyes, I start meditating and I'm raising my frequency. Obviously it hasn't happened yet, but what I've noticed is I start to get out of my body and start to go visit people all around the world and help them with their problems. Like just the other day, I went to go visit a little girl in Afghanistan, which is wild that I went right to Afghanistan. None of the news or information came out about the the Taliban taking over Afghanistan at that time, but this little girl was so scared. And I told her when I went to go visit her in her room, she could see me. I told her that I was an angel. It's easier to explain it that way. And so, yeah. And so she was really scared. I didn't really realize why she was so scared, but now I understand that it was the Taliban and everything that's going on down there. And so I gave her some helpful advice and it was so crazy because as I'm talking to her in my astral body self to this little four-year-old Afghanistan girl sitting crying in her room, I got this flash forward. This is so wild. I got a flash forward, which is nothing new because when you're in the astral state, time doesn't exist, but I didn't expect to do this. So as I'm talking to her, telling her it's all going to be okay, that she's experiencing this for a reason, that she's going to go on to do great things, I got this flash forward of her maybe like 20 years in the future. I saw her on stage. Like it felt like she was at a conference, but she wasn't a politician. She was like, um, uh, I would say maybe like an activist. And she was speaking out against like war crimes on stage. And she was like a survivor of like whatever happened, right? And and I told her in that moment, I said, you're going to go on to do great things and help the world and you're going to go on to survive this. And it's so funny because in her 20s, like mid 20s, she has the clear memory of an angel, like an angelic being, i.e. me, visiting her at four years old, telling her she's going to go on to do great things. But the craziest thing is in that moment when I saw the flash forward, I also felt the anxiety that she had in feeling like there was all this pressure on her about I'm not doing enough. This angel came down, you know, and told me that I was going to do great things and I'm not doing enough. So there's actually this pressure or anxiety that I had created in her life by coming down and telling her that. So then I backtracked, well, not backtracked, but I was still with her in that room at four years old uh, in the present moment. And I told her, I said, you don't have to do or say anything in order to do great things. Just by you being here in your presence is enough. And funny enough, instantly the future moment flashed back again and she still remembered the visitation. She was still doing great things and kind of being that activist, but she no longer had the pressure of, I have to do more because I'm not living up to my expectation. She also felt sad too that the angel didn't come back to greet her again. Like she felt sad that the angel didn't reappear. And that was part of the reason why she felt like she wasn't doing enough is because the angel was disappointed in her. So the angel didn't come back. So then in that moment, 
I decided to visit her halfway between her at four and her at 24. And I visited her like kind of maybe at 18, something like that. And I said, Hey, you're doing great. You're doing great work. And I did a little healing on her at nighttime. And she recognized that and she felt very like assured again. So anyway, super fascinating. And then of course I learn all about what's going on with the Taliban and Afghanistan, which is once again, bizarre how I knew it was the Middle East, but I knew for sure that it was Afghanistan. Like I even wrote a journal about it before I saw any of the news articles. So that was super fascinating. But I hope that that kind of gives you a little overview of what is possible in the astral realm of the change and the effect that we can make on others, but also the timeline hopping that we can do as well. So the first time that I did this, so I'll bring this around to a very practical example. The first time I did this, I was 18. I went away to the 10-day silent meditation retreat called Vipassana, and that's when I got ended up getting abducted. But one of the things that I did at that silent meditation retreat was I did this, I think maybe for the first time consciously ever, the timeline hopping. And I went back, so I was meditating. You're not supposed to do this in Vipassana. You're actually not supposed to do any energy work other than, you know, focusing on equanimity. So I kind of, you know, a little bit of a rebel, whatever. And so I went back in meditation to the times in my life that were the most traumatic in this lifetime. So I went back to the age of, I don't know, six went back to the age of seven, went back to the age of 14, uh, and maybe 16, you know? But I remember visiting myself in all of these different stages and ages and basically telling myself, this is going to make you stronger. This is going to help you out. Forgive, you know, the ones who are doing you harm, right? And, and instantly this heavy weight of trauma lifted off me from that time period, in that present moment by doing this work. So we can relay this practical application. So all you have to do is think about the times in your life that you were traumatized, that you were really hurt, no matter what age that was, and think about going back there. You don't have to see any visuals. You don't even have to feel anything. Just know that you're there. What would you say to your 18-year-old self? What would you say to your six-year-old self? Like, how would you support yourself? It will work. Like it will, like that is like the easiest, most practical thing that I can suggest to you in this moment is to do that work and heal yourself in the present moment by skipping through the timelines. It's possible. Now, here's where it gets really trippy, just related to me going back into my traumatic or partially traumatic childhood, you know? (laughs) So I think it was around, yeah, around six or seven years old. And I went back to myself at that age and I told myself that my parents were going to get divorced, that it was going to happen. And funny enough, at that age, I remember getting visited by some unknown being that told me that there was going to be something that happened with my parents, but that it was going to be the best decision that could have ever happened. And it was going to really help, you know, our childhood and our life in general, which it did. Like, I'm so happy that they decided that and they didn't wait until, you know, God knows when. So I told myself that I remember 
someone, some being telling me that. And then I stepped into that moment at 18, going back and telling myself that, right? Like talk about a quantum paradox. Talk about what came first, the chicken or the egg. Like it's like, it hurts my brain to think about how that all works. You know what I mean? And closing the loop by walking through that experience at 18 and remembering seeing that and experiencing that at six or seven. It's just a really... It really just blows my mind. And that, that, those quantum loops happen to me all the time. Now, deja vu is a really great example of a quantum loop. So what I believe, and I'm just going to quickly mention this, what I believe a deja vu is, is seeing a future moment at a time when your ego, your identity, your attachments aren't strong, such as meditation or sleeping. Typically when deja vu moments happen, and I don't want to call that a deja vu moment yet. The first part one of a deja vu is experiencing the future moment. Typically when we sleep, we dream of, oh, I see this girl flipping her hair in front of me, right? And you're like, oh, that was just odd. And then you forget about the dream that you had. Two years go by and you're at this cafe and you see this girl flip her hair in front of you. And you're like, what? I saw that before. This is a deja vu. Here's the full circle. Here is the quantum loop, the timeline loop of seeing the moment, forgetting that you saw the moment, then walking through the moment and completing the loop, which is just so wild. Deja vu is an experience of simultaneous time. All I'm doing at this point in my spiritual development is I am choosing what moments I want to see in the future or choosing what moments I want to see in the past and effectively changing, creating, observing, you know, what happens and what goes on. And then I close the loop. Obviously, if it's in the past, if I visit my past self, I'm instantly closing the loop by choosing to visit myself in the past because it's already happened. If I choose to visit myself in the future, I close the loop by then stepping into the age of 35 and going through the experience that I witnessed consciously here and now. What I tend to find, just like a side note, is that, and I used to do this all the time when I would tap into the future, like when I was 18, 19, I was really working on simultaneous time. I would tell every single person that was a part of my future vision about the future vision, and none of those future visions would actually occur or happen, which is wild because by the process of telling them that it was going to happen changed the fact that it happened. So then when I would observe future moments that were seemingly mundane, and they usually always are, and that's for a reason, but I won't even get into that, and I kept that mundane moment to myself, I would very easily walk through it with all the parts and pieces and conversations and things going on. So, so, so wild. So I hope that this gives you a little bit more vigor, maybe a little bit more excitement, maybe a little bit more of a mind-bending conversation. Hopefully this sparks new ideas, new concepts, new downloads, new DNA unlocks in you. And as always, thank you for being here. Be sure to share this podcast around. Follow me on Instagram. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Check out my brand new membership platform that is released on my website. And other than that, have a beautiful rest of your day. I will see each and every one of you in the fifth dimension.